I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The 11 to 1 Show. Do you find when things are challenging in your life, you're reaching for bars of chocolate or tucking into crisps? Perhaps even when you feel that your life is going great, you're still overeating and all the junk food. Yes, I'm guilty as charged. So what causes emotional eating? How can we overcome it? Well, my next guests are going to help us. I've interviewed both of these fabulous women on the show over the years and I find both of them incredibly inspiring women working in the area of empowerment. One helping us understand our relationship with food. The other helps us understand the complex relationship we have with our inner selves. They've joined forces to bring you a brilliant workshop. It's entitled Overcome Emotional Eating. How you got here, how to get out of it. I'm delighted to be joined by Denise Wogan. She's Intuitive Eating Nutritional Coach and Empowerment Specialist Nicola Conley Byrne. They are with me in the studio. Oh, you're all very quiet now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm delighted to be back in here, Sinead. It's ages since I was in here. And I, I'm delighted to be, to be here with Denise. I am delighted to have you both. Now, you know when you meet two people and you know them separately in your yeah, life yeah, yeah. and then they come together and you get really excited that they've come together that's yeah. what's happened for me yeah. so tell me, how, did, how did you guys meet how did your this world, happen your worlds have literally collided <coughs> the universe was out for you how do we meet so we I had a conversation with a client who mentioned something God, you and Nicola would work great together and I've known you since long time ago yeah. back through the network loud yeah. network Ireland We've women's seen network each other events but we yeah, didn't know each other personally didn't know each other and we're actually getting to know each other a lot better in the last couple of weeks which yeah. I think is really exciting yeah. Um, but yeah so a mutual client uh, kind of suggested maybe we'd work together and picked then up the that, phone that mutual client said that to Denise sold that seed then she came to me as my client and said, I was talking to Denise Wogan and I think the two of you would be great together. I was like, tell me a little, I know Denise, but tell me a little bit more about it. And the more she was talking, you know, the little hairs in your head stand up. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, we definitely have to do that. That sounds really cool. So we've merged both of our knowledge bases, which yeah. I think complement each other very mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And we're doing it. I yeah. love that. I love yeah. that. So just to kind of remind people a little bit maybe about yourself, Nicola, first of all, because Denise has been doing a regular series here yes. with us, so people might be familiar. Which I've heard. But, but uh, tell us a little bit about what you do, uh, because your work is so, so important for people who are yeah. just stuck in their lives. They're stuck. So mainly I work with women who are stuck. They generally would fall under the umbrella of people pleaser. However, the people don't like to admit <laughs> that they're people pleasers and that's OK. Uh, you know who you are. There's millions of you out there. 
Um, and when you become a people pleaser, you end up operating from other people's value systems. You live under other people's values and not your own. And that's when you become... Um, you know, disappointed with how your own life is going, you feel stuck, you're generally unhappy. And then when you get into that cycle of dysfunction for yourself for a long period of time, you turn yourself into a piece of confetti, you're all things to all people, you're generally unhappy. And sometimes people lean towards the food Mm. to fill that gap. Mm-hmm. And th- if there's one thing that I want to say while I'm on this show with Denise and yourself is that we are all in emotional pain. Every single one of us. There's not one person on planet Earth, including the Dalai Lama, who's not in emotional pain. But we all choose to display it in different ways. And the most socially acceptable way of numbing that emotional pain is through food. Yeah, because I was going to ask you, do you mm-hmm. see this then with clients that they are, say, broken in this area of their life or stuck in this area of their life and then they have this added, I'm after putting on weight because yes. I'm... Yes. Yeah. You see, they don't come to me saying, I'm after putting on this weight because. Mm. They go to Denise for that. Mm. People come to me saying, I have this issue with this relationship or I have this issue with this family member. I have this issue in my career. I'm desperately unhappy, blah, blah, blah. Six months down the road, if they're working with me, you know, I saw this in the very first online group within the first eight weeks. People started to have this organic conversation. I'm letting all of this stuff go and I'm making these changes. Has anybody noticed that you've started to lose a bit of weight without right. kind of even really trying? Okay. And I, first of all, I knew that that was going to happen. Yeah. And second of all, I was never going to say it to them. I was waiting for them to say it to me. There's a massive connection between holding on to negative situations and emotions and holding on to physical weight. Yeah. That would be, Denise, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, because yeah. just to remind people as well, I suppose, Denise, about what how you work and intuitive eating, what it, what it means for people who don't know. Yeah, it's just the piece that I picked up on what you said there was the people pleaser. So quite mm. often when you are a people pleaser, you'll be so pleasing, you'll go to the gym and you'll do all the tasks or you'll go on the diet and you do all the tasks. But it's not really hitting into the deeper part within is how am I caring for myself? Mm. How am I feeding myself? How am I nourishing myself? How am I nurturing myself? How am I minding myself? And that's what intuitive eating allows you to do. It allows you to experience your emotions to learn how to be with anger, frustration, pain, um, so many more emotions, happiness, without relying on food as the coping mechanism. So we will all emotionally eat at times, but it's when it's the only coping mechanism that we have, that's where the pain comes in. And the conversation has to happen around the weight piece because... What we don't often think about is that when our body changes and quite often for women as they go into menopause, it's the next kind of shift. Maybe when you're younger, your body changes. When you're older, your body changes. We, our body changes and that creates pain and discomfort. Mm. And we haven't been having that conversation open and loudly. And if we have, we've been blaming and shaming ourselves. Yeah. Rather than understanding there's a natural aging process, there's biological processes that are happening and without making it going too sciencey, but that is happening on top of the psychological. So intuitive eating really blends the two. Mm. Yeah. Biology. And also, Denise, women are having this struggle internally privately. <coughs> privately. Oh, yeah, and totally. there's no need mm. for it. There's no need for it, lads, because we're all the same. Mm. We all emotionally eat Mm, mm. and I think it's very important for us to know that this workshop that we're going to be doing is going to create a safe space 
for for everybody in the room to know that you are no different to me and Mm. that person beside you is no different to you either. And there's a great relief in sharing and I think that there's, look, it's slowly but surely it's happening and women's health has become more of a focus and there has been more kind of of a a need to share what are your symptoms so that we can better understand, particularly Mm. when it comes to menopause. But there is that, such that relief in sharing. And another thing that you, you mentioned there, Denise, as well, is, and this is something that I find the tricky part to wrap around my own situation is yes I will emotionally eat when things are going wrong but I'll also do it when things are great yeah. I'm on the mm, pizza back yes. and reaching for the chocolate mm. so that's the it's that's the yeah. really tricky part isn't it that's a complex piece of work in the brain yes <laughs> so when, when we work with intuitive eating we're also working with rewiring the brain so our brain when our emotions kick off we have habits automatic habits we call on and sometimes you know when you go to the toilet in a restaurant you generally find yourself going back to the same one that's how quick our automatic habits yes. happen right okay so when we begin to slow the process down and go okay this is an emotion my automatic habit is whether it's good emotion or what we label a bad emotion that's where we end up what we're doing during this process is kind of like clearing out the files in the back of your computer going Okay, the brain doesn't register or the body doesn't register in the moment that this is not helpful. It just goes, the last time I was feeling shit, this is what I did. Mm. I went to the press or the last time I was feeling really happy and celebrating, I went out and I drank a load of wine. Yeah, that's what. Yes, I just say every single time Denise speaks, my heart explodes (laughs) because I swear, I swear, I I literally have the hairs on the top of my head to stand up again, simply because every time she speaks, I am identifying clients belong to me. I was just going to say about the habits, the bad habits. You are seeing this as well. You know, these it could be eating, but there's other habits that we constantly do. I Mm want to swap out the word bad habits for challenging habits okay because this good and bad thing upsets me and also clean eating upsets mm. me clean mm. eating upsets <coughs> me sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh Sinead are, well, we, are we just about to disagree oh no we are no, not that's <laughs> clean eating should be wiped okay. from the- oh great I'm so glad I brought that up because see the clean eating thing yes I just want to quickly just switch into any forms of addiction, right? Yeah. You know, somebody who has gone through addiction and, and food, you know, can be, you can have food addiction. But let's just say a bigger addiction like alcohol or drugs mm. or whatever it might be. I often hear people who've come through that process say, I'm clean five years. Yeah. And I stop them and I say, can we have a conversation around that? Ask for, for permission for us. And yeah, of course. Does that mean that you were dirty beforehand? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. No, yeah. it doesn't. So I don't like the thing of clean eating. I really don't. It really yeah. distresses me. Denise, can yeah. you? And that's there? that's the same about with food. When we label food as good or bad, and I know mm. we, I don't like the language either, but most people are familiar with this terminology. So that's why I'll say, you know, in brackets, good or bad. When we label that, we're already beginning to send a message to our nervous system about ourselves. So yeah. if I eat good. I can be happy about myself. If I eat bad, I can be happy about or not happy about myself. Mm. If I stand on the weighing scales and it tells me the number I want to see, my day will be better because I tell myself a positive message. So this is the really 
you know, when we say it's it's not complicated to eat, but it is complicated to understand how your brain and your body work together and the kind of messaging. And people say, well, do you really talk to yourself, Denise, all the time? I'm like, yes, because I'm rewiring <laughs> all yes, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> the negative thoughts, yeah. all of the conditioning that is around me. We can change our language and language is one of the most powerful mm. things. Yes, so you you weren't before, you know, we're humans. Yeah. We're doing the best that we can. And we are... Emma Thompson has a great post up at the moment about how we have been just striving. The things she wished she could tell herself when she was younger. Stop striving towards this Mm. body ideal, this appearance based ideal. Absolutely look after yourself, care for yourself, change the parts of you that aren't working. But don't try and match up to an ideal that was created by society and Mm. don't match up to this good and bad. You're good if you're this size and you're good if you're eating this Mm. way. The, The joy with finding the pleasure in eating and changing your relationship with food is that you typically tend to eat less of the foods that make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. and that comes over time. I'm and I know we've so funny because with, with with having you on the show so much as well, it's like I it's now my brain is wired into you appear in my head and you go, Sinead <laughs> You're not feeling great now because you haven't moved. You're eating that food. And also, you know this yourself is the thing. So it is. it is. It's a slow and, and, and gradual process. But I was looking through the amount of stuff that's going to go on for this three hours. My God, you're going to really tackle everything. Give us a taster sort of of what's yeah. going to happen on the day, Nicola. Look, if I could keep them for three days, I'd, yeah. I'd keep them for three days. And I'm not going to lie to you, we're probably going to run over. We probably, <laughs> we probably will. will. I suppose what what's important for me is is to help people identify what their triggers are. Yeah. Yes, because when you can identify your trigger, then you can go to the source of the problem. I'm, you know, I'm not backwards and coming forward tonight and I don't stick a plaster on that that needs stitches. I, I make it my business and I know Denise does too, to help people understand the core of the problem. My challenge around food is very different to... Um, the majority of people in society's challenge around food. I came from a space of lack mm. of food. But over the years, I actually did it myself, Denise, believe mm-hmm. it or not, because I started the writing so young. I um, completely, mm, completely is probably a, a stretch of the imagination. I have healed my relationship with food, I would say, 95% of the yeah. time. Um, I'm very much an intuitive eater. I celebrate every meal. Mm. When I'm eating my breakfast, I'm planning my lunch. When I'm eating my lunch, I'm planning my dinner. I eat slowly. I chew my food. I, I, I feel the texture. I, 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 I taste the flavours. It, bec- it's such a joy to me. And I don't mean that in a facetious way. And I'm not mm. trying to be funny or smart and check me out, aren't I bleeding deadly? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is because when you come from a space where food was in lack when you were younger, you learn to have this massive appreciation to be in the privileged position that I'm in now that I can actually whatever I like. Mm-hmm. But having that freedom comes with its challenges as well. Because when you're as busy as Denise and I are, <laughs> sometimes we don't leave enough time yeah. to, yeah. to, to actually eat properly and like but, you say, savour that food. Yes, yeah. but you know, does a lot of women um, find themselves in the same position because it's different for men. Women are generally the caregivers in every mm, home and mm. we're generally the people that are managing the houses from the top down. That's not to say that not all men 
not some men do that, some men do do that. But mm. the majority of times it is a female responsibility. So we have far more things uh, to be thinking about and far more balls in the air to be juggling while we're also trying to keep ourselves healthy, alive. Mm. And um, but just even as you're saying that there, what I'm thinking is, and what we don't talk about enough as women, we are more emotionally aware. We are more emotionally connected. Mm. And what we don't tend to to recognise maybe is the burden that that takes on us. So aside from the washing up and the dishes and mm. the break, making of the meals, we can be knackered mm. from coping with the emotions of our children because our yeah. children have more needs. Mm-hmm. We can be knackered from coping with the emotions of our friend or whatever. And and then that can lead to us be feeling a little bit below par, mm. not eating, and what you say when it comes to like, you know, you can apply that lack. If you've been dieting for a long time, your mind is conditioned to be in that lack attitude. Mm. And then when you get what you want or what you've been craving, you will feel out of control with it. Oh, it's so, but it's so true. You and can it's just roll that back. As yeah. you say, it's just yeah. biological. It's just the way women are. So what do you hope people will, will get from this workshop? Well, I don't use the word hope, Sinead, because I think hope is too flimsy. So hope for me stands for have objectives, plan and execute. So we are going to make sure that people leave with specific pieces of information that is actionable from the moment that they hear it. It's Mm. then up to people to take that information, the powerful information that we're going to be giving them. And it's up to them then to go to go and take the action. But also stay, keep your your toe dipped into listening to people like Denise, Mm. people like me, other people in the industry that genuinely care about women's empowerment in all areas of their life. And while you were speaking there, um, Denise, and you were thinking about, you were talking about the challenges. I just had this thought about my son last week. I know that one of my son's love languages is through food. Mm. He adores his food and he loves good food. And I was under pressure and I wasn't available to cook the way that I normally would cook. And does that mean that I love him any less now? Hmm. That was a that's, question. That's the question. That, that was a question in. I was. Yeah. And, and yeah. did he feel that? Yeah. yeah. And and maybe so. But, but you know, and, and that one, if we went into that, Listen, Sinead would be here. To that's a whole other podcast. That's the, that's <laughs> all, my hope. And it's something that you threw your hand on your heart there and you said, you hear me. Mm. And that's sometimes when you say what people are afraid to say out loud and they, they experience that in a community of other people and other women who also hear it. Yeah. And maybe they don't say the words, but you can never unhear that. Yes. Yeah. You can never unhear that. And that's the very first step of the process is awareness. And yeah. once you have awareness and once you become more aligned to who you want to be, not pleasing the gym world and not pleasing the ideal beauty standards, the action becomes so much yeah. easier. And you'll never not hear us nattering in your head if you come in this workshop. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and what a great conversation it would yeah. be. In mind, so how can people get tickets on July 22nd, Village Hotel, Betty's 10 from 10 to 1. So where do we get the tickets? Yeah. So we have our own website now, Sinead. It's oh, great. Right. It's nicklaconleyborn.com forward slash food e nutrition. And I've had to learn how to spell this. F-O-O-D-E-E nutrition. Perfect. Absolutely brilliant. Well, ladies, I've no doubt that you're going to sell this out, first of all. And secondly, I've no doubt that people are going to get so, so much from it. Thank you both so much for coming in to me today. Thank Thanks you for million, having us. Nice. Thanks a million. Cheers. Oh, the 11 to 1 show.